Hey listeners, welcome back. Today we have an episode that is kind of a compilation of things, but primarily we're talking about our tips for road trips. <laughs> well, that rhymed. And how we, of course, we each have one toddler, but what we've learned and what tips we have for having the best experience in the car, since that's pretty much the only way people are traveling right now. Yeah. I have noticed, I don't I don't know if this has happened to you or not, like Phil has always been like an angel in the car. He just like has always been good and like for the most part has always taken car naps. But recently with discovering like tantrums and him going through this little like emotional phase, he like out of nowhere is just upset in the car and is like flailing arms and legs like just on the way to like stroller strides in the grocery store. And I look back there and I'm like, it's just, it's literally like an attention seeker. Like I look back there and he's fine. But then if I'm not paying attention to him, he's like freaking out. So um, I don't know if you've experienced that yet, but we're apparently so, going through that right now. He ever like ever's primarily he does pretty well, but he does fight getting in the car sometimes, which is really exhausting for me. So I usually have like a plan of something like a, a not a new toy, but a toy he hasn't seen in a little while. I'll like grab and like bring with us to be like ta-da, I'm distracting you, you know, and, like, try, or, like, even just, like, a cracker, like, I'll grab cracker on our way out, yeah, like, surprise cracker, (laughs) (laughs) I cannot stand it, like, Hector will just put him in his seat and, like, fight him and strap him in, but I, anything I can do to prevent that screaming is, I'm, I'm on it, so. Yeah, we, that, that has started for us within the past, like, month or two also, is just, like, the arching of the back and, like, he has figured out that he can, like, explore the car. Like, I let him explore the car one day and, like, view the seats and everything. And now he's like, I don't want to get in my car seat. And I'm like, well, we have places to go. So, you, I feel like you have traveled a lot more than our family has. I mean, we've been traveling a little bit recently with vacations and stuff, which is what this episode is about. But I feel like just in general, you have way more experience in this topic than I do. We I don't, maybe that's part of the reason why it's been mostly easy because we ever has been like we've flown and driven a lot like since he was a baby so I don't know if that like helps I think every kid is different though but um we have gone to visit my my family lives like six hours away and Hector's family lives like ten hours away so we have done that both of those trips like a handful of times and obviously the ten hour one is is intense um. But we do it all in one fail swoop. Like, we don't break it up. Sometimes we'll stop at my family's house. But we try, like, and just power through. Um, because it's – it is what it is. And, like, Hector – Hector's car is, like, very uh, car trip friendly because it drives itself. So – Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's also – like, that kind of takes away some of the typical – car trip stress of like the driver so I have no problem driving if it's his car like it literally is self-driving so like when we're on the highway it we don't have to do much and we can kind of like mentally relax (laughs) so that's so nice yeah so that's one thing that's like also a bonus so shout out to Tesla's if you (laughs) want an easy car that's a good one to get so yeah but it's definitely hard it's like No one likes being stuck in a seat for long periods of time. No. So do you feel like, like, what are your go-tos? My 
main tip, and I've also traveled alone with Ever, and that's like actually the worst. So I think because I've done it by myself a handful of times, like I've done the six hours by myself a few times. And since I've done that, I feel like it's a breeze when it's the three of us because doing it by myself is obviously significantly harder. So my tip for what I figured out when I was traveling alone is that I take like a beach bag, like a big bag, and I put a lot of toys in it. And I try not to do ones that have like little tiny pieces because those will get lost in the car and they're just like hard to keep up with when you get to your destination. But just a variety of things like books, soft toys, you know, car toys, whatever, a variety of different things. And I like fill the bag up and keep it in the front seat with me so that I have like easy access to it. And I don't like maybe I'll start him off with a toy if I feel like he needs it. Um, but I try not to start him off with a toy just because a lot of times like he'll, you know, being in the car, looking out the window, he'll be content with that for a little while, like listening to music. And then as soon as he not is crying, but like as soon as I can tell he's getting kind of like annoyed or bored, I will like hand him a toy and continue every time he I, he like throws it or if he is bored of that toy. And that has worked really well. Um, like tossing toys back at him whenever I feel like he is bored and like needs something new. And then of course like snacks, but I try and do that like when we stop. Yeah. Um, I try and, I try and limit snacks, but that's usually my go-to is just like constant food. Cause I feel like my child is just a snacker. It's probably my own fault, but I mean, we, we choose healthy snacks, but like, he's definitely like a, Oh, are there more snacks kind of kid? Um, which is fine. Like, I mean, if it works, it works. So I know like we've talked about this previously on other episodes with rotating toys. Do you specifically pick like toys he's interested in now? Or like, do you have toys hidden away that you're like, oh, I know he's going to be really interested in this? I haven't been super calculated about it, but I think it's kind of probably a mix. Like I I do things that I know are his go-to. Like right now he has like a few are his his favorite things. And those without fail like will keep his attention for a while. So I definitely pack those. And then I also pack maybe stuff that he doesn't play with as often that maybe he'll be like, oh, I forgot about this and I like this or whatever. Um, so I try and just kind of like mix, yeah. throw random stuff in there that I think. And the variety is key too because I feel like if it was all books – or like all similar types of books, like he would be bored. So I'll do some that have like sliding pages or some that mm-hmm. have openings or some that are like textured so that it's something different like every time. Yeah. Um, Because I imagine it's so boring. And then also like the biggest tip is to, is to try and do it while they're napping. So I, I was just going to ask, do you plan the like leaving of your trip around a nap? Yeah, uh, we try, always try to. <laughs> I don't know if it's usually it's my fault and we're like things are taking significantly longer than planned, like to get out of town. And so my goal is always to be packed in, in the car by like his nap time, F- have him fed so that like when we're driving, he's going to sleep. Yeah. Even with so with the, the long trip will usually like leave in the morning, pretty early in the morning. So obviously that's like a little bit different. So sometimes he'll sleep a little bit in the car, but then he's, you can't really plan it on a nap because it's not um, just one nap length. But 
But I think when, when impossible, that's a really, really good tip because if you have a kid who will sleep in the car, like try and get the maximum amount of time in the car to be sleeping time because then they're happy because they're asleep. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So we, um, we always try and leave around nap time because Phil like will nap in the car. Um, our most recent trip just kind of was like, I feel like it was a combination of like, Phil has changed a lot since the last time we took a long car trip or like we actually took vacation um, mixed with like, we usually, when we leave anywhere, we always leave, like we always still try and have dinner like at our house. Um, But when we left the Outer Banks, like to go there, Phil has become like, OCD about changes so like he didn't like that like half of his toys were packed away like he didn't like Mm -hmm. that his baby gate was gone from his room he didn't like that there was a bunch of bags by the front door like he was having a meltdown just us trying to like leave the house um and this was like ever since we woke up because like we packed the night before and put everything by the door And he just was like freaking out that things were completely different. Like it was off his routine. So we struggled to leave the house. But then once we got in the car, like it was his nap time. So it was all good. But then again, when we left the beach, like we had dinner at the beach. And usually after dinner is like our wind down bedtime routine. Well, he didn't sleep in the car. And like luckily it's only an hour and a half. Um, so it really wasn't like that late past his bedtime, but I for sure thought he was going to fall asleep in the car just because he's a good car sleeper, but he stayed awake the whole time. And I think that's because again, like I said, we usually don't have dinner someplace. Like if we're like at my in-laws, we like leave and come have dinner here and like do our nightly routine here. Um, so it just was all like. Paul and I were both like, how did you not fall asleep? Like, <laughs> we tried to keep the music low and everything, and, like, we didn't really talk. Like, um, it was just, like, a relaxing car ride home, and the whole time Phil's just, like, hanging out, reading books. I'm like, okay. Yeah. But um, we also do the same with toys. Like, and I know before we left for vacation, I kind of asked you for tips just because you do travel so much more than we do. But my go-tos are like toys that Phil hasn't seen in a while. Like that's my bulk of our toy bag is like toys he hasn't seen. Um, I agree with the no small parts. I tried to give him a toy once that just had like a few parts and now I can't find some of the parts to the toy. <laughs> it's like that watercoloring book. You know what I'm talking about? Like the no the mess. Water pen. Yeah, with the water pen. Mm-hmm. I can't find the water pen. Oh, I've, no. I see the book in the car. I have no idea. Like, I'm assuming it's in the car, but I'm not. I'll, I'll find it when I That's clean it out. That's one of ours. But... We use that in the car trips, too. The water yeah, pen which, I mean, okay, that doesn't have a lot of parts, honestly. But it just was like, now I don't know where the pin is. <laughs> um, <laughs> but so the bulk of it is toys he hasn't seen in a while. And then a couple, like two or three things are like, things that he really enjoys that I know will occupy him. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll have to link the ones that I really like. I have you heard of KiwiCo? It's like similar to love every one of their boxes um, came with like this. It's like this little piece of wood that has flaps on it that um, are like the flaps themselves are also 
like pieces of wood attached with like elastic string. So it like, it kind of like pops open and closed. So he can't like break the flaps like a, like a flat book would be. Um, and so I'm sure there's like mock things on Amazon or something, but I'll have to link that because he, there's like, it's a barn. The piece of wood is shaped like a barn and then there's three doors and behind each door is like a different animal. And he loves to just like find, like play peekaboo with the animal. So that has been like Yeah, our... stuff like that where it's like an activity on a board or something. Yeah. Like those snap the different kinds of snap toys where you can like Velcro or like snap yeah. or, or I that's like on my Chris, Christmas wish list for him is like a busy I think they're called busy boards yeah um but this one is more like a snap pillow I think it's called a I think they're actually designed for like autistic and handicapped kids that have like attention issues because they're probably like freaking out in the car all the time oh, yeah like sensory so, yeah yeah it's I think it's called like a sensory pillow and basically it's like a stuffed animal that has like zippers and flaps and so I um I want to get him one of those for Christmas and I think that will be probably like our new car only toy not for every car ride but like significantly longer ones yeah a friend of mine we were supposed to go to Miami um no, not Miami. We were supposed to go to Atlanta the week before, like, COVID shut down. And if you remember, ever threw up on me, like, right after we went to yes. security. So yeah. we didn't end up going, which I was relieved because I was, um, like, paranoid that we shouldn't be going anyways. But we uh, – one of my friends, like, recommended – she was like, that's one of my favorite tips for an airplane ride is to have one of those, like, sensory snap things because um, kids, like, love to do – all the different combinations of whatever they like love figuring that stuff out yeah like what is it called in Montessori like real life activity or whatever practical life practical life yeah yeah um because they love like doing stuff that makes them feel like they're like adults and I feel like that's yeah. one of um so yeah we need to get one too because I think that well, it would be and good. Phil is like super interested in like trying to hook his like stroller straps together, like his little yes. buckle. He's super in, into that right now. So I know I really want to get him one because I want to help him like achieve that activity, but I just keep putting it off because it's something that I had planned for Christmas and I don't just want to like buy it. But I'm also like, I see that he's so into it right now. So it's hard for me to like control myself, but. I'm so paranoid that Ever's going to snap himself like with yes. the stroller type things. Like, yes, I, I am too. Because I actually pinched him when he was a baby with one of those. Same. And, I, and he screamed. And, and it was I was awful. like, PTSD, yep. yeah. And I, oh, like, no. anytime, which it was probably a good lesson. Like, it was going to happen eventually because anytime yeah. I snap anything on him, I, like, put my hand between the snap and yes. his body. Because yeah. that was really traumatizing. I've done that um, with, like, his pacifier clip, too. Like, putting it on uh, his clothes. And I didn't yeah. know. And he was, like, screaming. And I was like, what's wrong? And then I was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and you feel so bad. And I'm like, wow, I'm just the worst mom ever. But then you learn and you don't do it again, so. Yeah, I I was going to say I know just from other people's experience um, and, like, totally no judgment here, but do you ever give ever, like, your phone or an iPad? Um, yes, of course. Like, I get desperate sometimes. So in the car. Yeah, okay. I mean, like, specifically in the car. So in the car, we – okay. So about the phone, my mom told me when he was like eight months old or something, 
that she had a friend who said like she never let her kids hold her phone like it was just never a thing they could do and I thought that was so extreme but then I started thinking because basically a lot of basically this friend saw all these kids who would have meltdowns when the phone got taken away so I've always once I realized like hmm, maybe that is a good idea I don't let him hold the phone and he actually doesn't really know that he can hold it like if I try and get him to hold it sometimes he like doesn't get it he's like I don't know it's weird because it's like with anything else like you can hold stuff yeah but I guess he's always used to me holding it for him or like propping it up on something and so I am gonna continue with that um and but what I do do is that we we haven't watched anything in the car, which is actually kind of shocking. But so we listened to this um, simple Spanish. They have English too. It's like simple Spanish on YouTube and they have simple English. And it's like songs that are really cute and have cute little yeah. cartoons and stuff. So they have those soundtracks on like, you know, Spotify or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I just play like if if I'm like super desperate, I'll play the songs from those videos and he's watched the videos like over and over so he knows the songs and he loves them and they're like comforting and like happy and so I will play the music and that's kind of like essentially does the same thing that like him watching it would do but what we do is a lot of times I will FaceTime my family members because I have like my parents and then I have three siblings. So I have like five options of people (laughs) that we can call. And then we have Hector's sister and Hector's parents. And those are people he talks to like regularly. So he knows their faces and he knows like that FaceTime is just like something we do all the time. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times we'll FaceTime in the car and that takes up like chunks of times. Like, well, you know, well, like my sister will be like putting makeup on and like talking to him and I'll put the cup. I mean, I'll put the phone in the cup holder, like for his car seat and it like perfectly fits in and props up so that he can be like looking at them and talking to them. Um, so I don't know. It's like weird that I haven't used the, the phone that much in the car. And my iPad, the iPad that we have is my drawing iPad. So like, I'll be damned if I'm going to give that to him because I'm not yeah. trying to get it messed up. But I do think eventually like we'll probably invest in like a cheap iPad or something tablet yeah. that he can, we can put in one of those like kids cases. I only ask just because I know my one friend and like, this is totally no judgment. Like if that's what you do, that's what you do. But I completely agree with the phone. Like we've done the phone a couple times, um, like on the potty. Cause I know you and I both like EC. So I've used mm-hmm. it as like a stay oh, on too. the potty kind of thing. Me too. Um, but I completely agree. Like I don't want him holding my phone because I see kids that like throw it out of the stroller kind of thing. And I'm like, I'm not even, I don't want to go there. Um, so I'm like, no, absolutely not. Yeah. So I try 100% to never let him touch my phone. It's hard, like, trying to, like, if I really have to get something done on my phone, like, he knows that he's seen, like, Baby Shark or whatever on it. So he'll try and, like, then he, like, asks for Baby Shark and I'm like, it's like a whole meltdown. So I really try and completely be off my phone when I'm around him. Otherwise, like, he wants that. And I'm pretty good about it, but, like, certain times, obviously, that's difficult. Like, you know, wanting to post on social media or whatever. Like, I have to wait until he's, like, completely distracted by something. But I had one friend who her son has always hated the car. So she got, like, a TV mount for the back, like, where the – um 
like where the mirror usually is so you can see them and she puts an ipad there and just like does like baby shark on you know repeat or you know whatever um so i mean i'm kind of glad i've never done anything like that for phil because i know he would like expect it every time and i like don't want those meltdowns but i think if your kid is old enough to explain to them like we're going on a really long car ride and you have set amount of time from like here and there to watch like one movie and if your kid can understand that i think that that's like a great tool um, here I am, like, giving advice for something I don't even know about. No, I, I think so. <laughs> but I'm imagining, like, okay, you know, if if you don't go on plane rides a lot and you're, like, we're watching videos during the plane ride and then they never, like, ha- you know, it's, like, they remember things, like, with association. So it's, like, if you're not going to go on a plane ride again for, like, a year, you're probably not going to have a problem with them, like, wanting the iPad again. So I think that's a great, um, a great tool. Like, I have an iPad that is super old. Like I'm pretty sure it's like generation one iPad. <laughs> like it's so old. I can't even download like Instagram. Like oh I can't. Oh my God. I forgot I, about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Remember we tried to have this conversation. Yeah. So certain apps, like I can't even download because my iPad is so old, but I think that will be perfect for like, I, I keep telling myself to just like sell it for like $20 or whatever just to like make a buck but I'm like no this will be the perfect like whenever I do decide to like cave and give my child that iPad or whatever um, like I'm definitely going to get one of those cases but also like I don't want to get rid of it now because it is a piece of you know what and I'm like well I won't care if he breaks it because it's so old so I'm keeping that around for when I like absolutely have to distract him with like a show or whatever and I know that there's like educational apps I'm not like total anti app screen time whatever it's just like my kid's still so young that he doesn't he doesn't need that like Mm -hmm. so um I think that will would be super helpful if you just did it like once or twice for a super long car ride but I personally don't have experience with that so yeah and I think I think like what you're saying like kind of just like limiting or just because you want them to not just be like sucked in for a 10 hour drive, like watching a show like you want them, you know, to play all those car games that we had to play like mm-hmm. when we were little and stuff. So I think that yeah. saying, yeah, like maybe every two hours or something, depending on how long your trip is, like you can watch like a show or whatever. Yeah. And, um, and that just teaches them. That's like a lot of things that would be, but then also like, it's like once we're there and we're like dealing with it, maybe it'll be different. So it'll, it's yeah, just like exactly. doing whatever works for you and your family because it's genuinely like it's just getting from point A to point B. So whatever works. I think um, I'm the word scaffolding is coming to mind. I don't know if that's the right word, but like I don't think that's the right word. I'm thinking of like a, a special education word that I used when I was a teacher. But basically it's where you're you're starting with like uh, you have like kind of levels of what interventions you're going to use. So like, you're going to start with level one where you like talk to them and sing to them if they're like crying. And then like, you're going to yeah. use like, like your tears. tools. Yeah. And then you have like your last, like the last resort is like the phone or whatever. Cause right now, like ever has no clue, but like, if we go to like, we went to once upon a child and I don't know, like we were probably in there for like an hour, which is a long time for yeah him to like sit and I always feel bad because he like sat in the car seat on the way to the store and then I put him in the stroller in the in the store and he's just like having to sit and be bored or whatever 
So it's like you have some tools of like what's in the diaper bag that I can give you to play with. And then last resort is like, okay, we're going to watch something on my phone or whatever. Um, yeah. And kind of like whatever, like figuring out whatever works for your kid. Balance of, you know, whatever, everything, like just not overdoing it is the key. Because like when you do have your kid watching screens all the time, they probably like it loses its effect. Um, like when I was a kid, we could only watch TV on the weekends, which like knowing that now I'm like, what? <laughs> but I genuinely like, I mean, it was just also different. Like we only had cable. We didn't have like phones and stuff. Um, and so literally we would Saturday morning and Sunday morning were like the, the time we could watch TV and we lived for that time. Like we literally were like, like could not wait until Saturday morning to watch TV and when we went, if we went to someone's house who was watching TV, we were like glued to the screen. So yeah, the more you do it, I think the less it of effect it has, and then the less often it's like a special treat. So, um, so I think it like works better. I also yeah. kind of want to get those. Um, I gotta like research different things there out there, but like the hanger bags that you can put on the back of the seats to like put activities and stuff in. I think that like as he gets older and he can kind of like if he's once he's facing forward. Um, he can kind of like grab things from that to entertain himself, like while he's in the car and stuff. And that can be even for like driving around town. So I kind of want to look into those. I think that's like definitely for when they're a little bit older, but, um, I was going to say my other go-to is snacks, like snacks that I know he won't choke on because I've gotten the lecture from my mom so many times about like, don't give them food. And I know you're like not supposed to give them food when they're in the car anyways, but, and I didn't when he was little, but just because obviously like that's yeah. completely a choking hazard, but stuff that like, like I know he's, or... yeah, like most, mostly it's just like his water bottle that I give him. But um yeah, little, just like little things that I know he can like keep busy with. Um, but then I, you know, I find like little crumbs everywhere, but that's good for like, if I know we're going to be gone kind of during like before lunchtime or something, cause that's our other meltdown is like food for sure right now. Yeah. And I think just like, it's easy. Oh God, I can't even think about multiple kids doing this, but it's easy to kind of forget that they've been like stuck in a seat. So like with stroller strides right now, like they can't get out of the stroller. So like at the end of class. So we were talking to him the other day about how like I always feel bad that I'm driving him there and he's like strapped into the car seat and then he's strapped into the stroller and then I'm putting him back in the car seat. And so basically yeah. his entire morning, we leave the house at 9 a.m. We like get back home at like 11, 11.30. And he's literally been strapped in to something that, that entire time. So I just try if I'm running errands and then certainly if I'm on like, if we're on like a long road trip, to like remember that he probably like wants to get out and stretch his legs and do something. Cause I just did like a workout for an hour and he did nothing. So yeah, we're having, we're having that exact same struggle where like, and that's what happens after class with him, like not wanting to get back in the car. Like I totally understand why he doesn't want to get back in the car, but I'm also like, dude, we have things to go and do. Mm -hmm. So um, I think as far as like, car rides go and it's a little bit different now that we've potty trained side note that was yes. super successful and um I mean he's been diaper free s since July the beginning of July it's been like so a month. yeah it's been yeah. almost almost two months July 1st uh, yeah we started July 1st so I guess it has been two months That's um insane. 
Yeah, it, it's been, I mean, we still, so the past two days, he hasn't had any accidents. Today he had an accident and it was my fault because we got home and I gave him drinks in the car um, to keep him awake and we, and I had a phone call. So I just like didn't, we didn't do our normal routine. So it was completely my fault why he had an accident because for one, he had more fluids, but two, I also just didn't bring him in and take him to the potty like I should have. Mm -hmm. Um, But outside of that, he has been holding it longer than like he ever did before. Like we went out on Sunday and the, the, he went before we left the house and we were gone for at least two hours and I even offered, like, before we left our location, bef- like, before we came back to the house in the car, and he sat for a while and didn't want to go, and I told him, you know, you have to hold it until we got home, and he did. Um, so it's been it's been really, really successful, and I would Yay. say, I would, I mean, aside from the accident or two, every couple of days, we're, like, completely dry. I mean, we're only in diapers for overnight. It's like the pull-ups. It's not even diapers. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's been great. I mean, it was like totally stressful in the moment. And like, I kind of have a short fuse every now and then when he has an accident, but I also have talked to people that, you know, their kid has been quote unquote potty trained for like six months. Um, and they're like, yeah, we still have accidents. Like they're few and far between, but like it still happens. So that makes me feel better because a little part of my brain expects him to be like 100% like no to never go. And that's just unrealistic because like, you know, it's just unrealistic for a kid, especially someone who's 18, 19, 20 months old. So. Oh, I'm so impressed. I, I literally am like, I, I've tried on and off and I'm giving ever such inconsistent messages because some days we'll like do it all day where he takes his diaper off and like goes in the potty. But then some days we'll wear a diaper all day. So I'm like, oh, yeah, I like that's the thing. Yeah. That's the thing is like you as the adult have to 100% fully commit. And there's still our day. Like when we have tough days, like when we went on vacation, um, we were in pull-ups like I bought pull-ups specifically, like we tried underwear the first day and he had an accident and I knew my in-laws were probably just like, we really don't want to like clean the carpets here. So mm-hmm. like I knew that it was probably just the best option. And I was right. like lax about it. I, I was like, whatever, I'm just going to go buy pull-ups. But his pull-ups had like the little P indicator on it, like, like regular diapers do. And he like, there was a rare occasion because we'd been at the beach. So he was like drinking a lot of fluids but basically his pull-ups were still dry. So like 99% of the time, I'd say the four days that we were on vacation, like he was still doing really well. So just a Yay. small hiccup there. But I know, and I was I was trying not to let it be a stressor because I was like, we've just spent the last month and a half potty training. And now like, I was like worried to put him back in diapers, but I also knew that it was just like what we needed to do. But, you know, the other part of me was like, no, stay strong. But it still went really well, even like though he had diapers back on. So I was I feel happy like the that. hour and a half. I mean, hour and a half, the uh, month and a half was like plenty of time to yes. like get it kind of solidified so that even though you had to do it for that week or those days, like you, he like still knew like what yeah. he was supposed to do. Yeah. So it didn't like ruin. It wasn't like what I'm doing is like so back and forth that it's like definitely not working, but yeah. Um, so did you stop on your trip on your hour and a half drive to let him go or you, he, he was like dry the whole way. He was dry the whole way, but again, it was only an hour and a half. Um, yeah. 
So I guess that's that was kind of my segment into why I switched to that topic. Um, now that we've potty trained, it is something where like he signals to us, like he does sign. So when he will be able to say potty or like pee pee, it will be so much easier. Um, Cause like sometimes now he tinkles and then says it, which like is telling me like he's still aware, but um, you know, that's like at that point it's like, okay, well you've peed though. So um, I think it'll only get better from here and we really don't travel that much. So I'm not super worried, but I try and do like, I try and do frequent car trips of like longer grocery tip trips or things mm-hmm. like that and like give him the opportunities. But I would say the biggest tips are like go before you leave and like make sure they go like delay leaving until they go because you obviously don't want to get like five minutes in and them tell you like you got to go. But I would say like once you've got it under your belt, like probably offering every hour and a half to two hours is like realistic for a kid that's potty trained just because they, you know, probably won't be able to hold it much longer than that. And I've like, I told Paul when we first potty trained that like four long trips, I was like, just like adding more kids to the bunch. Like we're going to have to stop to breastfeed. Like Mm -hmm. we're going to have to stop to like get them a snack. Like we need to stretch our legs. Like I think long-term the expectation of like taking a trip is like, you just need to stop and take breaks and it's not going to be like, I mean, yeah, if it's only an hour away, like power hustle down the road. But if you're taking like a six hour trip, like you need to tell yourself that it's going to take you like eight hours. Like you need to take the time because otherwise everybody's just going to be disappointed about how awful the car ride is, you know? Yeah. So I think just like having the expectation of taking a longer trip than like pre kids and not just getting down the road definitely has been helpful for us because I know like, especially when Phil was little and breastfeeding and stuff, um, it's just not what it once was. And if you go in with the expectation being like no expectation, it always just goes better. Yeah. So. Yep. Managing expectations. That's fair. Yeah. This was just kind of like a random episode that we both had traveled recently. So we felt like, it was something we could both just kind of give insight on, but yeah, well, we will post about on Instagram and get, I'm sure everyone has lots of tips, especially people who have multiple kids or who have done a lot more trips, but, um, but hopefully this covered like some things that have been helpful for us and yeah, we hope to hear what you guys have found helpful and we'll be back next week with a fun episode. So thanks for listening. All right. See y'all next week. Bye. Bye.